0: You know, as I was uh, preparing for this, I was like, I went to this scripture, and we're kind of continue on from last week, Matthew 25, and, and it's, it talks about, uh, this part here talks about the talents and the gifts that God gives, and how we use them. But I heard a different twist on it yesterday, and, and I liked it, and, and it's, it's pretty good. So we're going we're gonna to go there today. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Now you remember last week Jesus told us to watch therefore for you know neither day or the hour whether in the Son of Man come. And this is Jesus still talking. He's talking in parables. He's talking to a bunch of people. <laughs> They're all around him. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so, He that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I, know, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast... <laughs> Lo... "'There thou hast that is thine.'" The King James sometimes, tongue twister. "'His Lord answered and said unto him, "'Thou wicked and slothful servant, "'thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not "'and gather where I have not scrawled. "'Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money "'into the exchangers, and then at my coming "'I should have received my own with ushery. "'Take therefore the talent from him "'and give it unto him which hath ten talents. "'For unto every one that hath shall be given.'" And he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he had. And cast the unprofitable servant out into darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of the Lord for God's children, all of God's children said, Amen. Now, see, that, that sounds really scary right there. It really does. But just think about it Is he talking about money? Is he talking about your talents? Is he? I don't know. This is a parable. He could be talking about a measure of faith. Because if it's talking about your talents, then it means you're saved by your works. But we're not saved by our works. We're saved by our faith in Jesus Christ. We're saved by the work, the finished work that Jesus did on the cross. Now, I'm not saying you're not supposed to use your talents and and give to the work of the Lord. That, that's just part of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's fruits of the Holy Spirit. Still, that don't save you. And if you think about it, maybe it's a measure of faith that God has given when he left, when Jesus left. And maybe the, the one that went and hid his talent was like a Pharisee or somebody like that that think they could get into heaven with their own self-righteousness. And so they hid the faith. They hid that talent, that gift that God freely gave. And the ones that had the five, maybe God just, Jesus gave them a bunch of faith. And they took that faith, and they built on it. And they drew others into the kingdom with them, with their faith. Because when you have faith, you believe. And you're assured of this one thing that Jesus is real, that there is a God in heaven, that God is faithful. And see, some of us, well, most of us, we we can't live a day without God. And we know that we need Him. But a lot of people don't even think of God. It's out there, that gift is out there, that talent is out there, and, and it's out there for anybody to grab a hold of it. But a lot of people will rather hang on to their old ways, their old beliefs. Because it's simpler that way. They think. But to me, in my life, I know sometimes our faith gets shaken. I know sometimes you get knocked down and, and, and you think, if there was a God, how could He let this happen? But you've got to remember, bad things happen in this world. And it's not a respecter of persons. Nobody's exempt from the trials and tribulations of this world. So grab your faith and think of it as a talent. And build your faith in Jesus Christ. We've got to be rooted and grounded in the faith. We've got to know that we know in our hearts that this is real. It becomes more not just a faith, it becomes a reality to you taste and see that the lord is good that he is faithful and i know we have struggles and i know sometimes you get knocked down and it's hard to look up i know from experience but i also know that during those hard times without that faith you will self-destruct you will because the enemy comes in and he wants to steal what you got that faith those talents. And so, as I was thinking about this, and, and this, this preacher that I was listening to is like, wow, he makes so much sense. But I didn't agree with everything he said. But I did agree with, we're always thinking about, and Jesus had to use this as money and talents and gold because that gets people's attention. But when he left, what'd he do? He gave us all a work to do. He said, go, be my witnesses unto the uttermost parts of the world. Tell people about me. Well, his his disciples, they they had the five talents. They had a lot of faith because they were with him. They seen what he did. They knew he rose from the dead. And they took those gifts and those talents and they went out and look where we're at today. It's because of those 12 apostles, well, 11, And they picked another one, but they they drew lots for Matthias, but I believe Jesus picked Paul, Saul of Tarsus, to be that 12th apostle. That's just my belief. But anyways, they're filled with this faith. And look where it is today. Now now you think about it, the Pharisees, they had a measure of faith. They They had at least one, one talent. But they were so jealous of Jesus and so arrogantly full of pride. They didn't want to lose their place. They, they, didn't, they want people to look to them, to follow them. Not God. So, it comes down to our faith. What do you believe? Do you believe God is faithful to hear your prayers? Do you believe that God is with you right now? That He's, he's living in your heart? He's not just around you. He's in you. That's what Jesus was talking about. The kingdom of heaven is within you. So that's why when we call on the Lord, we get the Holy Spirit. And we're never really alone. You're never alone. And I know sometimes you feel like it. But that's when you cry out. Sometimes I think God puts you in a situation where you're separated from everything else. No distractions of the world. No distractions of anything. And in this time of my life, I've I've been trying to uh, fill that empty hole that's been missing. But the only way to fill that hole, that emptiness, is to look to Jesus. Jesus wants to fill that emptiness in you and in me. And so I'm going to take that talents and I'm going to let Jesus build it in my heart. And and I'm promising you as your pastor to, to be more in tune with God, to be closer so I can give His Word to you the way He wants me to do it. The Word of God for life and love and peace in your lives in the midst of chaos. As you see everything going on in the world, we know Jesus is coming soon. But is is everybody ready? Do you have that faith, or is it just a head faith? Or do you really believe it in your heart that God has called you and you, each one of you, to be his witness of his love and mercy? And I've seen it in every one of you. I've seen your faith, and I think it's awesome. Build on that faith. Especially when you're in your dark days, and you know, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes in our darkest times, we end up cursing God. Why would you let this happen? I can't believe you did this to me. But Jesus on the cross, he could have did that, and he did say that. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He's felt forsaken too. But he was on a mission, he was doing the work. He was doing the work. He was fulfilling all righteousness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And no animal blood can forgive the sin of mankind. The only blood that could forgive mankind's sin is the pure, untainted blood of God. Pure, no sin. So that's why Jesus came, to fulfill all righteousness, the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world. And see, that's how you build your faith. You got to build this faith by hearing the Word of God. Hearing of the Word of God is how you build your faith. But when you put your trust in that and you start praying and you start seeking Him, God shows you things. And I know from my own experience in my darkest days, in my darkest time, when I cry out to Jesus, I can feel his peace around me. And when I'm crying my eyes out, when I'm hiding from the world, God is there with me, holding me. And this is a part of, this is a part of life, heartbreak. It's a part of life. It's something we have to go through. And we don't want to. We want everything, to, you know, some people preach, well, when you turn to Jesus, everything's going to be peaches and cream, and everything's going to go smooth. That's not reality. Life knocks everybody down. And I've heard some preachers, I've never been sick because I believe I will never be sick. It's like, that sounds foolish. I mean, come on. You give people false hope like that. In this world you will have turbulations, Jesus said. He said, But be of good cheer. I've overcome this world. And what's overcomes the world? Even our faith. Our faith in Jesus. Let's go look at these couple of these scriptures I got here. Colossians. Actually, let's go to First Thessalonians, because this is what helps build our our, our faith. First Thessalonians Thessalonians, chapter five, one through eleven. Well, actually, I'm going to go to Colossians. Let's, let's, go to, let's go to Colossians. I like it better. Colossians 2, verses 6 through 15. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and, and vain deceit after the tr- traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in him. You got him. You are complete in whom also you you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. He circumcised our hearts. Buried with Him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with Him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised Him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath He quickened together with Him, having forgiven you all. See that part? All trespasses. He's forgiven you all trespasses. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, and he nailed it to the cross. Jesus. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Jesus did it all for us. He triumphed in it. He took all of our sins, all. Way before He was even born. 2,000 years ago. Even when, if you're a Christian and you mess up and you sin, God's got you covered. Because Jesus' blood covers all trespasses, all unrighteousness. Now that don't mean we go around and just willingly just live in the flesh and sin. But when you're walking with Jesus, a lot of people, what people call sin is not really sin. Jesus said, if you love me, love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love people as I have loved you. You fulfill all the law. I and mean, see, that takes faith. And faith comes through hearing the Word of God and prayer and reading your Bible. Because, really, if you don't want to be de- deceived by anybody, you need to know what your Bible says. And I suggest that you start in the New Testament and don't start back in Genesis or you're going to get really confused. You would start in the Gospel of John. Find out who Jesus is and then, like Jesus said, learn of me. Because that's what this whole book's about, This God. And, and once you start seeking Jesus and you realize what He has done for us, how He has paid the sin price for each one of us because none of us could do it. If Jesus wouldn't have came, everybody would go to hell. Every person on the planet. Because none is righteous. None. And don't get deceived by people trying to bring up new doctrines about the Bible. Well, I got a new nugget. And and then it don't even line up with God's Word. That's why God don't want us to be deceived by all these false religions or people trying to convince you that this ain't right. There's falsehoods in it. And so you know what that is? That's the enemy trying to steal your faith. He's trying to take that faith, and he will work through anybody and everybody, especially people who are not filled with God. But even in the church, some people, the enemy can use them because they're not walking in faith. They're walking in the flesh. They're not filled with God's Holy Spirit. You know, it's like the enemy sends somebody in, some people in, to stir up chaos and division. And God says, keep your eyes peeled for that. And you don't run them out. You run them in. You overcome evil with good. You overcome evil with love. You don't render evil for evil, you overcome it with love. And you know, this is hard. I mean, it's easy for me to stand up here and say these things. But to live it out. To turn the other cheek, to love like Jesus did, to have this faith that produces more faith in your heart and your life. Jesus said, if you had faith, it was a grain of a mustard seed. You could say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and it would be removed. So just a mustard seed faith. But build on that, build on that faith. Pray, seek God's face. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. But Christ is okay. I'm going to read this scripture right here. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, thing, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. See, these words are life. These are spirit and life. And that's what God, that's the Holy Spirit puts that in you. And it comes naturally. And that's what this faith is all about. Build upon this faith. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. But what saith the word? What saith that The word is near thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Okay, I'm going to stop right there just just for one second because now let's talk about these talents. Was it money? Was God talking about that? You take your five dollars or your five gold pieces and go make ten more, five more gold pieces. Maybe it's you've got five talents of faith. You've got this faith and your faith keeps building and building and you spread that faith around and more people coming in and you're bearing fruit. Our treasures are in heaven. And that's what I like to think about bearing fruit is other people coming to Jesus through your life, through your testimony of the way you treat people, the way you love people, your faith. Not condemning and beating down people when they're knocked down, but helping them to come back up like Jesus did. And forgiving one another as Jesus has forgiven us. That's hard to do sometimes, forgive people when they're hurting you. But remember what Jesus said on the cross. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And that's how we got to look at it. And it's hard. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do because they're not walking in the faith. They're not walking in the Holy Spirit. They're walking in the flesh. They're going by what they've learned in the flesh their whole lives. You ever heard that saying, don't get mad, get even? That's not God. I used to quote that to people. I don't get mad, I get even. And then now, after I got saved, I thought, wow, that is evil. Love, forgive. And then, then walk away after you do it. And, and, and what I mean, I don't mean walk away from the person. I mean walk away from that bitterness that was in your heart. Because I know this bitterness, you get it in your heart and it'll choke out that faith. And sometimes we can get pretty mean. In our thoughts, and you know, I'm just being honest. I've killed people in my thoughts, and I don't want to be that way. I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to look at people like Jesus did, and and have pity on them. And that's what Jesus God did. He looked down on us. He had pity on us. But He's building His church. But He did all the work. We just grab a hold. And let that faith, that talent, bear fruit and build it and make it double what you have. And reach out in our own brokenness. Reach out to the broken. And you know, some people, and now here's, here's this guy I'm talking to, this pastor that I was listening to. He was talking about this, uh, this one talent of faith. He goes, if you think about it, and, and it made a lot of sense too. If you think about the Pharisees and the, and the scribes, they, had, they could have had that one measure of faith. But pride got in the way. And so they, they threw it to the side. And they, they want the praises of men. They want to be in control of their own destiny. Of their own lives. They don't want nobody telling them what they do. I do what I want. And that's a lot of people. Like that old song. I did it my way. Well, your way is going to lead you down the wrong way, let me tell you. There's only one way, truth and life, and that's through Jesus Christ. So when you grab a hold of Jesus, and He's in your heart, don't let nobody try to talk you out of that. And when someone is trying to shake your faith, you know that it's the enemy speaking through them. You've got to have a discernment spirit, discerning spirit, to see these things. So when you're being attacked in your life by unbelievers that don't even know God and they're mocking you and making fun of you, you put your shield of faith up and quench those fiery darts from the enemy because that's what they are. And pray for that person that God would open their heart and eyes to his truth. And you love them. And you forgive them. And see, that sounds simple, but it's so hard to do. Unless you have that faith, those talents that God has given each one of us, don't bury your faith. Let the whole world see it. Let your faith produce more faith in people. Let other people grab a hold of that. That's what God's kingdom is all about love. Love. God is love. So, Lord, teach us how to love each other, how, how to love the unlovable. Help us to bear fruit that brings Him glory. You know, some people I've talked to, it's like church is boring. You know, but you're not here to be entertained, okay? You're here to be fed the Word of God. It's like going to God's cafeteria and getting fed. The sheep get hungry. The sheep need to be fed God's word. So you can take that food and go into the world and live it out. And it's, it's difficult sometimes. But when it gets difficult, I'm finding out. And I'm learning more and more every day. You've got to get into that secret place your secret prayer closet. And now, I'm, my whole house is my prayer closet. But you've got to have that one place where no distractions, no TV, no cell phone. Shut your phones off and go seek God. Go pray. Don't let nothing distract you. Try to get that connection going with the Holy Spirit that you hear God speaking to you in your heart, in your soul. And it's not a condemning voice, it's a loving, caring voice that lifts you up, that strengthens you because the enemy wants to tear you down don't let him steal that, that faith and those talents that God has given you don't bury it use it for your own benefit because as you walk in the Lord and you get more closer to God this faith overflows and then people can feel it and see it in you and through you and they're like I need that I need that peace that surpasses all understanding when I'm going through my battles in my life. When I'm having my cussing fits. Hey, anybody do that? Are you self-righteous and holier than now? I, I mean, I've dealt with people. and I, You know, don't get me wrong. I try not to, but you smash your finger with a hammer. Uh, oh, praise the Lord, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and I'm sick of that. And it's like, no, that hurts. And it's bleeding. And it's swollen. Blah, 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 blah. Then you go, and God help me. But sometimes your body gets slammed. And, it, and you don't see it on the outside, but it's on the inside. A crushed, bruised spirit. And you get angry. I've seen Jesus get angry. In His Word. And you think about it, he wasn't angry at the people. He was angry at the leaders that were, trying to, that were teaching people that it was supposed to be spirit-filled. Well, they wasn't. They had the wrong spirit. And Jesus got upset with them. He didn't cuss, though, that I know of. I wasn't there. But, you know, I'm just being honest with you folks. Now, I don't go around cussing all the time. But sometimes a few words will slip out and I got to say, oh Lord, where'd that come from? He's like, from the flesh. That's in there. We got to work it out. We got to keep pressing forward. Keep pressing for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When you fall down, get back up. God will pick you up. Don't stay there and let Satan steal your faith. Oh, I'm no good now. God's going to write me off because he's not. He's like, okay, you tripped and fell. Come on, get back up. Keep running the race. Keep running the race. Keep going. Keep going. Don't quit. Don't quit. And so that's my my words to you today. Don't quit. Don't quit. No matter how you feel. Don't give up. Hang on to Jesus because he's hanging on to you. And remember his promises. I will never leave you or forsake you. And sometimes you can feel forsaken and left. But just know that he's there. And these emotions that we go through, it's part of life. It's part of who we are. You've got to deal with it. But don't let your emotions overtake your faith. Let's pray. Holy Father, things are confusing sometimes. Sometimes we don't know what we're doing. We're walking and bouncing off walls. But that's the time, Lord, we need to look to You. Look to Jesus and live. Lord, draw us closer to Yourself. Fill us with Your Holy Spirit. Teach us how to walk this walk of faith, Lord. Give us those five measures of faith that we can build more, Lord. We don't want to hide our talents, Lord, our faith. Let people in our lives, in our world, see our faith and turn to You. And be real to them, Lord, like You are to us. Pour out Your Holy Spirit on Your church here today, Lord. And then let it flow through us into this hurting world that we live in. Bring peace in the midst of chaos, Father. And we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And we love you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Amen.